Okay, so so Grandma, um, where were you born? I was born in Colby, Wisconsin, on my grandmother's kitchen table. <laughs> no, it's true. Because there's no hospitals nearby? Or? No, there was no hospitals, but the doctor in town, he'd make house calls, and he came out to my grandmother's house and delivered me. And my mother was upset because she said it was on Mother's Day, because I was born May 14th, and I ruined the whole meal. <laughs> <laughs> I just added some jello. Oh, well, yeah. that's kind of, oh. Yeah. That's nice. And that, you, that was Wisconsin? That was in Kobe, Wisconsin. Kobe oh. cheese, we're famous for the Kobe cheese in Wisconsin. So what's your earliest memory? My earliest memory actually is a Christmas during World War II. We were living with the grandparents, my older sister and I. We were living with the grandparents in Kobe, Wisconsin. Mom and Dad were working in Chicago in war plants. And I remember them coming home and bringing us little presents. And that was my earliest memory. That's all I remember about it. And my present was a little toy soldier made out of soap with a little uniform on it. And I remember that. That was it. And you had to wait the shades to pull down. Oh, yeah. We had to always pull down shades because they didn't want any light showing at night. As soon as it started to get dark, we had to pull down and close all the curtains. In case you got bombed. So, so like for enemy bombers, they you didn't they, want to give they them any little light marker. showing from the ground. That is. Did you ever hear any like bombs go no, off? No, and we never really knew how dangerous it was. We were just told at night to close the shades, and that's what we did. Right. Yeah. Did you have to grow up around the whole like there's a nuclear bomb hide under your desk? Oh no, not a nuclear bomb. Oh. Never. No, we never did that. Never okay. did that. There was a big tall catholic church steeple in town and it would ring and when it rang you had to be sure all your shades were closed so that meant somebody was flying over or something probably i don't know they never explained it they just said well just go shut the shades if there's any open yeah and so i met your mom that's Mm -hmm. my great grandma right june or mickey June. june and we called her mickey but her name was june june but i never met ernie no, you never met Ernie. Ernie. I had his hat, though. It's like a polka dot. Um, looks like a fishing hat or something mm-hmm. like that, whatever it was. Um, what were they like? What What, what was... They, did they get along? Or, or Well, not always. My dad uh, worked in construction, so he was on the road a lot. And when we grew up on the farm, after we left, after the war was over, we moved to the farm, to his parents' farm. Uh, and Dad drank a lot. He'd come home pretty plastered, yeah, and he'd get mean. He'd get mean. How how old were you? Uh, I had to be in second grade, I think. Yeah, so six or seven, six or seven, something seven, like that. Which was kind of sad, but back in Wisconsin, I mean, there was a bar on every corner. Us kids could go in and drink beer. There was nobody stopping us. We could go in and fill up a glass of beer and drink it. What? Oh yeah, we could go to the brewery. They had all kinds of spigots against the wall and you could go in and fill up a glass and test not fill it up but you could test all different kinds of beer there was nobody stopping you so how 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 young were you the first time you got drunk first time i got drunk i have think i probably was maybe 10 (laughs) my cousin and i were serving beer to the we we were harvesting crops so what year were so this is in the 50s Mm. probably no, it had to be in the 40s. 40s. It had to be in the 40s, yeah. Oh, because, right, because World War II. Because we moved out here in California in 54, but 
they were harvesting crops, and as they came through with their load by the well house, my cousin and I's job was to hand them a glass of beer. Well, every time we handed them a glass of beer, we had beer, and we both got plastered. And my cousin, she got so plastered that when she was went to get beer out of the, it was in a keg in a barrel, and they had a water pump going up and down on it to keep it cold. Well, the water pump hit her and almost drowned her in the tank, and they found out we were drunk. We were plastered, <laughs> and it, yeah, we'll never forget oh, it. I think you know it's Barb's. You know Barb's and Gary back east? It was Barb's. Yeah. Anyway, it was my younger cousin, Barb's. You know her, Barb's and Gary from back east. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah I them. It was Barb's. Her and I were handing out beer and drinking as we were handing it out. So That's the way everybody always had a job to do on the farm. We never just sat back and did nothing. So, And again, we didn't have running water. It was a well house. We had, we had a pump in there that pumped water. Yeah, and Nothing. that was our running water was to grab a bucket and run to the house with it, you know, if we needed water in the house. We so, had no faucets, no nothing. And then how old were you when you moved to a farm? Second grade, so I'm thinking... Six or seven or something. Yeah, something like that. And so immediately at six or seven, you just started working on a farm? Oh, yeah. You get up and you go to the barn and you help with the chores at five o'clock in the morning and... What did you have to do? Like milk the cows? Milk cows. Shelby and my older sister and I, we did one side of the barn, which had... Maybe 10 cows on it, and my folks did the other side, of, maybe not 10, maybe 5. My folks did the other side of the barn, which had maybe 12, 15, and they milked by machine, we milked by hand. Milk by machine, you just like hook up? Hook up a machine, and like it would suction. do the milking for us, yeah. Uh-huh. And we, had, we milked by hand, because we didn't have that many machines that we couldn't afford anymore. Right. So we did what we could by hand, yeah. And what did and and your mom and dad both did June, June and Ernie did the same thing? Oh yeah, they milked. They got up every morning five o'clock. We'd do the chores, and then we'd feed the cattle, and then we'd go in the house and have breakfast, and then we'd take off for school. School was two miles away, and we walked. We walked to school every day, back and forth. You had to knock ice off a, a barn door. Oh yeah, we had to knock ice off the barn oh, door to get in sure. the barn. It would be froze over. Yeah. But it Rain was nice that and, night and froze at the same time. It was nice Rain. and warm in the barn, though. You got cold, you just hugged a cow, and they were always warm. Yeah. And and so did you? Did you say you walked to school? We walked to school two miles, even in the snow. Even in the snow, we walked. Actually, when the roads got really icy, we'd put on ice skates and skate down the roads, or hang on. We weren't supposed to, to but we'd hang on to a milk truck, and they'd pull us along if they knew we were behind. (laughs) But if Dad caught us, we'd be in trouble, because that's dangerous. Oh, because it could stop and... Yeah. (sighs) I can't even imagine that. Yeah. One time, we had to walk one mile, say one mile west, and then one mile uh, the other way, a direction. And one day, instead of walking the two miles like that, we decided to go corner to corner and cut through the woods. And my dad about had a fit. You don't cut through why, the woods because you don't know who's in the woods. Oh, in other d- words, did stuff happen in the woods in over there? Back in Wisconsin. It's like on a grid. Right, yeah. Did, um, when you grew up in, in your neighborhood town, like, was there like, oh, don't go on, there's like Boo Radley, oh, no. kind of that corner. No. No. And, and we could run all over. I mean, yeah. you know, just be in by dark. We'd play tag, we'd play hide and seek. and Yeah, nobody... Everybody, the thing is, back in the little town, there was about maybe 1,100 people in the town when I, through the second grade, everybody knew everybody. And if you did anything wrong before you got home, your parents knew about it. <laughs> you know, even at, once we moved out to the country, we didn't have a phone, 
But if we got in trouble in high school or anything, my dad knew about it before we got home. Is that, uh, I remember you telling me like phones back then, like 10 people shared one phone. It's a party line. You had, well, usually about four or five on a phone, I think. So four or five houses shared one phone line. One phone line. And And you each had different rings that you might have two rings. So you knew it was a call for you. They might have three rings. You knew it was a call for them. And my grandmother, if she wanted to listen in on the neighbors, she knew which ones to listen on into because of the ring. So she'd pick up the phone and listen to the conversations. So like, so like, let's say Grappa wanted, I mean, I know this didn't happen, but just hypothetically, let's say Grappa wanted to call you mm-hmm. or you, let's say your friend wanted to call you. Right. And like, let's say your house is assigned two rings. Two rings. So it'd go ring, ring, and you'd pick it up. Right. But the other like five houses around you would also hear the ring ring. They hear the rings and, and they like, can listen let's in. Go on, let's, let's go on, Judy. And they would just pick it up and. They could listen in. And nobody knew they were listening in. So, yeah. What? It was a party line. It was like everybody uh, could. There was no secrets. Everybody knew everybody else's business. It took years to get a private line. You had to have your name on board. It might be two years before you private line would come available. When, you got to have more wires. When we moved here in 58, we had a party line. Here in California? In, in Viola? In this here? house right here. We had a party line. We were two other, we're another host. With John? I don't know uh, who it was, oh. but we never, I don't know. Really? I just remember we had a party line. There were no private lines available. Is that what that phone is in the hallway? No, that's oh. this one we bought. Oh. It's an old phone we picked up in Wisconsin. That is oh. the kind of phone they used to use yeah. years ago, though. Years and years ago. Is that yeah. what you used like that? Back in Wisconsin, they had... You crank it. Well, actually, they had the one that stands up and the 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 thing that you listen to Close hangs on the side, hangs on the side, and the dial was on the bottom. You've seen them. They're tall and skinny. And, oh, yeah, yeah. yeah the rotary. Right. Yeah. Rotary. Yeah. Oh. Wow. So did did, uh, did you or your parents ever go, let's see what's going on with uh, Ernestine? I, I don't know, because on the farm, we did not have a phone. We did not have a phone on the farm. We had no phone at all. So what, no what if you needed to call the police or something or fire? Well, you just out of luck. You go for help. You get in the car and run for help. Or you run for help yourself, you know. Down dirt road. Yeah. We um, didn't have phones. Wow. Some people did if you could afford them, you know. But we didn't all couldn't afford things like that. I, so I know you, you know, you're on a farm, so it's kind of a weird question. But did you have any pets, like? We non-farming had, pets we had dog and the dog was there to chase the cows what was the name gather the cows up you know i don't even remember anymore <laughs> but i know when she had puppies my dad went and got his uncle who lived down the road about a quarter of a mile and they were coming up to kill all the puppies and to kill the dog because they didn't want a female dog but my dad had to have this female dog and so shelby and i my older sister we got the dog and the puppies and hid them in our bedroom. So when they came to kill them, they couldn't find them. Why would you kill them? Because the dog, in those days, they didn't spade dogs. You know, dogs. Okay, were so sell them. Why do you have to you kill didn't puppies? Sell dogs in those days. Dogs were running wild all over. There, everybody had. What do you mean, dogs. kill like shoot them? Yeah, they shot them and they found them in our bedroom and they gathered them up and shot them and then they got a male dog, which, if you know, they wait, didn't have the they puppy. went into your room. They knew we'd hid the puppies. They, they knew. got the puppies. And the female. And they just blasted all of them away. They took them out in the field and killed them. My dad didn't. My dad couldn't do it. He couldn't kill an animal, but he got his uncle to do it. Yeah. I know. It was sad. What? 
the I'm, I, you, I'm sure you cried your eyes out, right? Oh, yeah, of course we did. Jesus. But in those days, dogs were a liability. They weren't something you had as a pet. They were there to chase the cows, to gather the cows up, and if they were going to run around and have puppies, they didn't need them. They wanted a male dog. So, and that's what they ended up getting. Yeah. Oh, my they God. They weren't pets. They weren't well, pets. Still that way, no, I don't think so. Not anymore. Mm. I think they're more like pets now, and they don't, you know. Within, yeah. We chased our, our cows. We had to chase them a mile and a quarter away every day to another pasture that we owned uh, quite yeah, a ways from the house. We didn't run them. Not supposed to run Well, them. we ran them until Dad could see us, and then we stopped running them <laughs> because you're not supposed to. If you lose their milk. Once you're coming home with them and you're running them home to be milked, you're running them down the road, and the milk is just coming out of them. <gasps> oh, I see, I see, so I see, I see. But once we came out of the woods area and started up the hill towards our farm, they could see the dog. I mean, they could see the cows, and we didn't dare run them then. So you have to just calmly we walk calm, them. We get in front of them, we stop the herd, and then we... But what we forgot so many times was that the uncle could see us, and he finally told Dad what we were doing. So, yeah, we had one heifer that we really... We got tired walking. Oh, that's a long way to walk, a mile and a quarter, you know. You had to go down and get them, and then you had to bring them back home. We had one heifer that we used to ride like a horse, and she got pregnant. Pretty soon, she got so swayed back. My dad said, "Are you guys riding that heifer?" Oh, like a buckles in the yeah, middle. Yeah, and the... we said no, but Uncle Bill saw us, and he told Dad, and so we had to stop doing that. Wow, yeah. what a crazy! <laughs> I had a little calf too, and I made it on back like that too. You can't ride them; they don't have a strong back. Yeah, and the other like thing horses. is, when you're running down the road, you bring your cows out to the end of your driveway before you get out on the road. You watch and make sure another farmer isn't running his cows. We had a farmer that, Why? man, he'd run his cows all the way. He had a acreage next to our farm, and he'd run his cows down there. Why do you want to make sure? Because they'll mix the herd up. The herds will mix up, then he wouldn't stop his herd. He would just run right into Oh, ours. you didn't, like, brand your cows or anything? No, uh-uh. Or paint no. them or something? But we, you knew your cows, but who wants to sort cows out every day, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he just didn't care. He would just run his cows. I see. You get out of his way. He never got out of yours. Right, yeah. right, right. It was, it was an experience. But we had to get up every morning and milk the cows, and then we had breakfast, and then we went to school. How many brothers months. and sisters do you have? On the farm, there was just Shelby and I and Gloria, and then right before we came to California, there was Donna and Linda. Donna was probably... So what's Bruce? They were b- Bruce and Jeff were born in California. So total, you have seven... No. Did I count that right? The four, Rather there were seven of us, and then... How many total right now? Total, there were actually eight because we had a half-brother. I had a half-brother. Okay, so seven and a half. Yeah. So when you were growing up in Wisconsin, it was just the three of you? Just the three of us. You, Shelby, and Gloria. No, just Shelby and I. Oh, in Wisconsin, yeah, the three of us. And then right before we moved out, Donna must have been probably three. Who's the oldest? Shelby. And then you're second? And I'm second. And then then Gloria. Gloria. And then Donna, then Linda. And then Bruce, and then Jeff. So Jeff you, and Bruce. So you and Shelby and Gloria are from one dad. No. Yeah, we're all from one dad except the stepbrother, the oldest brother. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, yeah. So they just when so you went to school, um, and you, you had to walk. <laughs> what was it? A, two miles. It was yeah. It was two miles. Two miles. Yeah. And uh, did you have any like funny stories or? Or teachers you liked or anything? 
in, in school? Any always, memorable moments? or I got in trouble, a lot of the teachers. But I, I, to this day, I have a teacher that we still exchange Christmas cards every year. And when we went back to Wisconsin, we got to meet her. Raymond got to meet her. And, yeah, she remembered us. And What, we, what grade? I think she came, I went to grade school in third grade through maybe fifth grade, and then she came in. So I had her from fifth to eighth grade in this one-room schoolhouse. So your school was just one? One room, and we had 13 kids in it. We had all eight grades. How did, how did they teach? Well, we one in this grade and one in that grade. And when you got done with all your schoolwork for that year, if you were done, you could just start studying for the next year with the next group, for the next grade. We were very smart. When I, when I came to California, I was a fresh a sophomore in high school because I went to one year of high school back there. I was so far ahead of the kids in California, I just sat in class and knitted socks. No, I'm not kidding. I <laughs> yeah, did. California. Cal High. Cal, Cal High. High up on Mills Avenue in Whittier. I just knitted socks. Be- because in Wisconsin, you could just go at your own pace. You could go at your own pace. You didn't have to just, you didn't now, have to wait. If you were slow, the teacher was there to help you, to, you know, to pay attention to you because you didn't have 20, 30 kids in a class. We had 13 in that one-room schoolhouse. And it was fun. We That's almost a, like a private tutor for your whole education. It was great. And we had a, a bus that would come, I think, twice a month. It was called the book, Bookmobile. Bookmobile. Load it with books. You could go in and check out a book and then come back in two weeks and they'd give you another book. And I never could get enough books. So the kids that didn't want to read books, they'd check out books for me and I'd get all their books too. <laughs> yeah, I was always so, reading. So you and Shelby and Gloria were obviously all in that one class too, right? They were all in the same class, in the same schoolroom. Yeah. So... Did you ever like? Were you like better at some subjects than Shelby, or or was she, and she was better at you in some, and Gloria was better, or how, how did that? I don't really remember that. I just know that I just really everything came easy to me in school. Yeah, math I didn't like, but I could I could you get me beyond adding and subtracting and stuff like that. I really didn't care for it. Yeah, but I just uh, when I got in high school algebra, no, I tried it three times and finally gave up. <laughs> you know, I just. I now, was it a mix, boys and girls, or oh, yeah. was it split? Boys and like, girls, yeah, yeah. It was just all the kids from that one town. All from that one town. Well, actually, in town. This was out in the farm, out in the country, out in the farm. Mm-hmm. And uh, every once a week, the there were a lot of little one-room schoolhouses out there, uh, and we'd get together and we'd have baseball games and play each other in tournaments and. We call them tournaments, but they, you know, we just fun. We had fun, and well, we'd have Christmas parties, and we'd all get together and. What yeah. sports did you play, or were you good at, or like? We did baseball. We that's all we knew. That's all we could afford the equipment for was baseball. You need a bat and a ball. We didn't have gloves, you know. Oh, oh so no, you just barehanded. Yeah, barehanded. Who could afford a glove? You know, it was it was a fun time because everybody it's such was a simple friends. like Andy Griffith, nice and. Yeah, it just really was a nice time. It really was. Did you have, uh, like, TVs? We got a TV, I think, about a year before. We moved out here in 54. Black and white. 
And I think we got a TV the year before, a couple years before, and it was all snowy and black and white. And a lot of the neighbors, my dad had to have it. He had it sitting on top of the piano in the living room, and the neighbors would come by and watch his snowy television. (laughs) And what we saw was like Hopalong Cassidy and Roy Rogers, those kind of things, you know. But it it was bad TV. I mean, compare, I mean, yeah, get real. The signal was not good. And and did you do, um, you know how like a, a radio, how they have the the, 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 the dramas, the, the plays? Oh, yeah. Every, every weekend we would listen to The Shadow. Who knows what evil lurks in the hearts of men? The, the Shadow. The Shadow, knows. yeah, The Shadow knows. And what was the other one that was so popular? I'm trying to think. There was another one. Dick Tracy? No, no. But the shadow, I remember the shadow. We'd all sit in front of the like, like mysteries and, yeah, and, and uh-huh, detective yeah. thrillers. And I think, no, maybe not. I think that's what we'd listen to. But I can't remember any of the others. But the shadow always stuck with me. Did, it, did you have that at all, Grappa? Like radio shows or anything growing up? I never listened to them. I never had time. I was working. You were just cheating on tests. I was doing. <laughs> what well, What was your first? Do you remember your first job? Yeah, we when we lived on the farm, we at harvest time we would drive tractors for the people that were throwing the bales of hay up on the wagons and the oats and all that, and we'd get a dollar a day. How, how old? Oh, probably I'm guessing ten, twelve, something like that. We drive. <laughs> Around the time you're getting drunk. Yeah, about the same time. Yeah. But we would drive, and that was our way. We, we'd earn money, spending money, and one year Shelby and I did pretty good doing that, and. But mom and dad were hard up for money, and we were going to spend our money at the Marshville Fair. That was what we were saving it for, to go to the fair. And uh, they had to have money, so we gave it all to them. We never got to the fair. What, what, what were the fairs like? The fairs were fun. They were like carnivals, you know, with booths and... The rides? Or no? Yeah, rides, yeah. merry-go-rounds, Ferris wheels. Yeah, the and, animals, cows, yeah, sheep. Yeah, they <laughs> were, kids were showing their animals that they raised. You know, we never were able to do that, but it was fun. It was a, it was a place to go and have a good time. Yeah. That's kind of cool. Did Gloria do any of that too? No, she was too young. She wasn't that old when we left. I'm trying to think. Uh, oh, she's a lot younger than yeah, you. Yeah, she's she's nine years younger than I was, and I when I oh. I was 14 when I came out here, so that would make her what six? Oh yeah 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 yeah. No eight. Yeah. Eight yeah. Wow. Yeah. Oh, okay. I th- I thought you guys were kind of like similar. Okay. No, she was a little bit younger. Future farmer, you know what future farmers America is. FFA. No. Uh, well, anyway, that's what the guys can train in. You make, uh, you could build a table out of oak or something. You know, they had the equipment there. And uh, what's the girls? They learned to be a nurse or something a little bit. Or uh, we homemaking. cooking and canning and homemaking. sewing and that kind of thing. But as uh, future farmers of America, but they had a another name for it yeah you can imagine kind of dirty fa yeah future fuckers of america. <laughs> <laughs> not wrong yeah. anyway, still uh, accurate and um, we were the fha the future hookers of america <laughs> yeah. yeah um but i mean so so you had that too yeah that. fha it was part of our high school it got it in high school it was it was just a class everybody took both boys and girls? No, the boys had the FFA classes and we had the FHA classes. They were never mixed. So but, what uh, So what does FHA originally stand for? Home- Future Homemakers of America. 
And quite a difference. Mine, future farmers, you had to have one project. You had to get a pig or a calf. You had to raise it and everything. Yeah. And uh, I had this old OMC. It's a white pig. Huge. Wait, each boy pig. had his own pig? Whichever they wanted to raise, if they could afford it. They could raise ducks, I guess, or something. But anyway, I, I got a registered OIC. It's a white hog yeah. or pig. And it got old enough to, I used to feed it. And it got old enough to breed. And I had it bred it, took it over to a place that had a male. I don't know what it cost to have a male. But it's Richard. She had 10 pigs, and you made a shed close on one side, close on each end, with a kind of lean-to roof over it. It could get out of the rain or the wind. Well, 10 pigs, if you know hogs, when they get ready to lay down, they just lay down. Well, she mashed two of them. She yeah. killed her own piglets? Her own pig. They don't look. They, they don't know they lay it on them or nothing. So it's she like just a, went. <coughs> they just lay down. No, she laid down, and the pig was between, the sow was between the back. The wall. Wall. And the little ones got in behind somewhere, and two of them got mashed. So what does FHA do then in high school? We did a homemaking but basically to show things we did sewing we made dresses and things like that we sewed them and is it in wisconsin yeah in wisconsin yeah so so like i mean what was like the daily like okay here's how to cook here's how to clean how to cook this is how you set your recipes the, the manners you have you do this you do that yeah you taught all that you know not not really proper, proper like you would see in England, but we were taught what spoon to use and how to make coffee and how to make this and that, you know. And and that was my first bad experience with a teacher because my girlfriend and I were making the same dress for a fashion show we were going to be in. And we were in the back of the classroom kind of giggling, and the teacher thought that we were talking about her, and she came up and slapped me. And I just... What? Yeah, and I just got up, and I, I don't know if I ever told you. I got up, and I just walked out of the classroom. And so she called the principal, of course, right away. And the the principal, teacher? Yeah, the teacher sure. did. And the principal sent me to study hall, which is a, where you go to just Detention. study. And I, and he said, you'll stay here until your mom comes and picks you up. So mom had to come all the way from the farm. Someone had to go all the way out there and let her know. Oh, no, she's actually, extra what happened, pissed. Shelby then. rode the bus home, and Shelby told mom, and then she came in town to get me. And uh, was Shelby in the classroom? No, she was. Oh. In a, she was a uh, two years ahead of me. So mom came into town. We went up to the principal's home in Northern was Kobe, and uh, they wanted me to apologize. I said, "No, I didn't do anything." And mom says, "You apologize," and I said, "No, I'm not going to." Dad said, "If you're right, you stick to your guns and you don't apologize." So she took me home, and she was madder than a wet hen, and she called Dad in, Wisconsin, in California, and Dad said, he talked to me, he says, what did you do? And I, I didn't do nothing. We were just back there laughing because we were working on our dresses, and she came back and slapped me, and I just walked out of the classroom. I didn't deserve that. And he said, if you're right, you stick to your guns. If you're not, you'll have me to deal with. Well, ended up the teacher, I think after about a week, maybe I was in study hall for about a week, she came and apologized to me. That's where I get it from. Yeah. If you're right, you stick to your guns. That's where I you get it from. You do not 
You no, I was good right. for you. I didn't do anything wrong. You know, do, who was your? What was your friend's name? Her name, uh, Eldora. El, no, at, at, yeah, it was no, it was Nancy Nino. Nancy Nino. Did Nancy vouch for you? Like, hey, we were. I don't remember. I don't remember. I'm sure she did. I'm sure she did. But the teacher. That's probably know. why the teacher apologized later because I maybe she asked. Don't know. Like, Teachers don't usually at that age and care. in that generation they didn't ask other students what happened. They just draw their own conclusions, you know. Yeah, and that's the yeah, law. Yeah, but you no, know, that reminds me of a place that when I was working at Santa Fe Springs machines. His name it was another machinist there, Bill Tibbetts. He got a call one day, and his son at Cal High, yeah, he was in the 12th grade or 11th grade. He put the teacher out in the hall. <laughs> what would he mean? He had to get off for work, go down, and get it all straightened out. No, the, the, young, the young man got mad at the teacher, and he kicked yeah. the teacher out of the classroom and said, yeah. the teacher kicking the kid out of the classroom. And his dad, they called his dad, and he had to go down and get that mess straight. Now, he told his son, you ever do that again, that'll be the, the end boy was of you. Wrong. The How boy do was you gonna... kick a teacher out of his own? Well, he's a pretty big guy. The son was a big kid. I don't care. Oh, my God. Holy Jesus. He really. Yeah, that was here in California, yeah. 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 Because I Cal had another High. experience with a teacher at Cal High. I was taking a merchandising class. And for merchandising, you get to work at night. And my job was to work at a dime store in the Whittier Quad. You know where the Whittier Quad is? That's a that's for class. You have to get a job. You have yeah, that's part of it. It's training. So I was lucky, and I got a job, and I was making so much an hour. But this little fat man that was over us at the store. Oh, he, that's it. That's a dime store in in the yeah. Whitt- in the Whittier Quad. He, you had to wear high heel shoes. You had to wear high heel shoes. You had to wear a dress. You had to wear nylons, and that was fine. That was the style then. But when you came to work after school at night, and you worked till nine o'clock until they closed, he wanted you to mop the floors and scrub the counters and all that. And I refused to do it. I said, "I'm not going to do it. I'm all dressed up. I can't afford to replace this stuff." Right. And he got really mad at me, and he. I mean, he knew you were going to school too, right? Yeah, he knew. He knew we, and but he was kind of like. One of those guys, touchy, touchy kind of yeah, things, you know? Yeah, yeah. So I walked out, and the merchandising teacher said, you don't walk out of a job. You, this is training. And I said, no, no, no. He was wrong. I was not. Right. And she ended up letting me back in class. She had to apologize. And I had to go to Cal High. My dad had to go up to talk to the principal and the whole thing. And I stood my ground. My dad said, if you're right, you stand your ground. Good. Yeah. Now, Mom, she just said, just apologize and get it over. No, 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 Mom. We yeah. don't do that. Yeah. Yeah. How old were you there? Like so 14, 15? <laughs> I was 16? a sophomore. So what is that? 15? So I was probably about 15. 16? Yeah. Dang. That's all dressed up and dressed. You know, you high heels. No, high heels. You know, we I couldn't know. afford to replace that. Mom and dad didn't have that kind of money. And yeah. what was she making? 85 cents an hour? Yeah. No, I don't, wasn't even making that much then, dear. 85 cents an hour was when I started working for the phone company. Oh. Yeah. You ain't nothing but a hound. What, so what, what did uh, your parents do for work? They, your dad was in construction? Dad was in construction. He was a foreman. He was like a me- mechanic, like Bruce's. Welder. Welder. You know, mm-hmm. heavy-duty mechanic. And mom uh, 
before she became a cross guard, she was like working in a convalescent home, retirement home, that kind of thing. Oh, okay. Yeah. She okay. didn't have a degree or anything, but that's what she did. Sometimes you look at the boat trailer that's in your garage over there. The white. Her, her dad and I built that. He did all the welding. Oh. That's why it's so heavy duty. My dad said, if you need one, that thing's need built two. better than any boat trailer. Thing is solid as shit, man. Yeah, <laughs> I, I've moved that thing a lot. That's that the whole way boat trailer. Was. You welded everything. We went down to the junkyard and got an old Ford. He was good at that, but he wasn't good at wiring. They wired it up wrong. Yeah, we told you about that, <laughs> didn't we? Uh, we no. were at Salt and Sea trying it out for the first time. Everybody was there, the whole family. Well, we had to put the, we bought the motor separate and the boat separate. We gonna put it all together. We're trying to save money because they want money quite a bit. To, Mount everything. Wait, the blue one? Yeah, the butt beater. You got the boat without a motor? Oh, yeah. Yeah, but we we bought the motor at the same time, but it wasn't on the boat. We had to mount it on the boat later. They had to install it. Yeah, you could and do wire. that. Was wire. it a brand? Was it a brand new? Brand new. Oh, oh. interesting. Interesting. Wired for lights and everything. Okay, but there's a cable that goes hooks on each side of the motor on the back. You'll see them, and it goes winds back up to the steering wheel. Well, the steering wheel you don't see it, but it's got a lot of little where you can hook up cable on it. You wrap it up this way. And they go this way. You wrap it up that way, and goes that way. Well, we got we was in a hurry. We oh, you wrapped up to get salt sea. We got it out there, and, and you turned the dead gum this way, and you went that way. I uh, we yeah. got laughing so hard we almost <laughs> fell out of the boat. Everybody was watching. This is a launch of a new boat. So we had to recable it. Yeah, because <laughs> you don't realize when you turn it sharp like I do all the time. Well, you automatically lean that way. Yeah. Well, it yeah, yeah. went that way, you're <laughs> leaning that way. It, it was, even though we hadn't knew it, it was hard to get used to it until we got it back to shore. I forget if we waited till we got home to do it. No, or you what. did it out there because That's we were, that was the first so, day you were yeah. out there doing that. Everybody oh, man. was excited. Yeah. <laughs> Here we go. Yeah. Going 25 <laughs> miles an hour and you try to make a big turn. Yeah. That was funny. Oh, man. Yeah. It was embarrassing, but it was fun, too. So so when did you make the move from Wisconsin to California? When I was a freshman. I started my sophomore year at Cal High. So that would have been 1954. So you were on a farm until like 14, right? Or so. Or so. Right. And then at this point, it's still just you, Shelby, and Gloria. I'm, I don't know if. Donna and Linda were there because Donna and Linda came to California with us. They were just little tots. So Donna, between 10 and 15, Donna and, and Linda were born. Mm-hmm. So now it's the five of you and uh, June and Ernie. Right. In On the farm. On the farm. At this point, at, at this point, now Gloria is helping out a little bit, right? On the farm, maybe? A little bit, yeah. Now, is is this... More in a way. Not too much, because remember, Gloria was nine years younger than me. So I'm 14, so is nine years. this in Wisconsin? Is this where you were telling me how like claustrophobia came in? No, that came during the war when we were living with my mother's parents in their home in Colby, Wisconsin. And is that is that where your dad your dad would say like just go down there? No, my dad didn't. My grandfather. Your grandfather did. Yeah. 
He didn't say. He just said that's where you're going. He wouldn't slap. He wouldn't spank us. He couldn't spank us. So, so that he was just the way put he you, punished he, her. And I'm sure that's the way he punished my mom when she was growing up because she was very claustrophobic also. Did you ever talk to your mom about that? No. Wouldn't do any good. In those days, you'd listen to the adults and... So gra- Grandma, Grandma Pasale never, was never like... Well, she wasn't there to start with. She just came up to visit once in a while from Chicago. She was working... She was working at a, a war plant in Chicago. She was a crane operator. Grandma, Grandma Pasale was a... Yep. Cr- she was a crane operator, and she ran a crane in the top of a building and picking up stuff and carrying it from one end of the building to the other. So when did you stay with your grandfather? Probably, I don't remember how old we were, but I was very young, and we stayed there until I was in second grade, so. Oh, I had, okay. During the war, during the war. Okay. Second World War. And so then, basically, like, whenever he just didn't want to deal with you, he just put you and Shelby in the wine cellar? Whenever we did something wrong to punish us, that's what he did. He put us in the, the wine cellar. In total darkness? In total darkness. That's traumatic. I know. But see, in those days, they didn't think about that, Neil. He thought that was better than spanking people or taking a belt to him or something, you know? But they, he wasn't hurting us physically, but he didn't realize what he was doing to us mentally. Mentally, the the trauma. Right, exactly. Did did it make you scared of the dark, too? No, as long as I could see out a window. Even today, when I go to bed, my blinds will be shut. But as soon as I go to bed, those blinds come open. Where did your fear of snakes? uh... That was from the farm. When we would bring hay in from the fields, they would have these big hooks that would gather up a whole bunch of hay, and they would raise it up to the top of the barn, and then they'd run it across the barn to the hay mow, and then drop it. Well... As they're running it across the barn to the hay mow, snakes would drop out of that pile of hay. And you're on the bottom, and, and my dad it's just always... just raining snakes on you. And my dad always said, there's no good snake unless it's a dead snake. And that's why I became afraid of snakes. And when I was little, when we first went to the farm, before I experienced that, I would carry them around in my pocket, baby snakes. But he made me afraid of them, so... Were you ever bit by... Uh... No, never. It was just... Just something that's instilled in a child, you know, when you're growing up. Yeah. But I mean, like, so like, even if just looking at a picture of a snake kind of oh, makes I you go, I won't pick up Ugh. a magazine with a snake picture on it. Wow, that is powerful. Yeah, it, is, it bothers me. I don't do that. Even when we, you remember, we used to go out to the desert camping, out to the desert property? Yeah, with the motorcycles? Yeah, well, if my dad would see a snake, he'd kill it. And one time he killed a pine snake, and the ranger came by and said, you don't kill those snakes. Those are de- good snakes. And my dad says, the only good snake is a dead snake. So it sounds like he was afraid of snakes, and he just projected that onto he projected you. projected it onto us, yeah. Wow. I don't know if Shelby was afraid of him or not, but I was, yeah. Okay, so now you're in your teens. You're in Wisconsin. There's now five of you, mm-hmm. right? It's you, Shelby, Gloria, and then Linda and Donna were right. born. And then why did you move from Wisconsin you came here to California. Mother's sister, Aunt Helen, who is Jules. You know who Jules is? R- Jules and Rawls? Jules and Rawl. It's Jules' mother. She was out here in California because she was in a tuberculosis hospital. She had tuberculosis TB when she was younger. And she liked California. And she eventually talked mom and dad into moving to California and get off the farm because we had nothing. We had no running water. We had no phone. We had nothing. So he went, he came to California in January of 54. Who? My dad. Because Aunt Helen got him a job. 
being a welder at some company in Montebello. I don't remember the name of it now. Pacific Pipeline. Oh, Pacific Pipeline. Okay. And he got that job, and he got, they got money from, when Shelby and I were in a car accident when we were younger, and we got money put into a fund for us. Hold on. Yeah, I know. Hold on. What? I'm trying to think. Were I was, you also 10 years old? No, no. <laughs> I was a freshman in high school, and Shelby was a sophomore. And her boyfriend one day picked us up to take us roller skating with the church group. We were, And they were going to go on ahead, and they were taking me with my friends, and I was going with them. And we got about two miles from home, and he didn't stop at an intersection. And Did you guys have, like, red lights? No, 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 it was no. Just post no signs. Just, just signs, stop. Yeah. And he didn't stop, and the car coming from the other way didn't stop, and it was Dad's cousin, and his key slammed into us. Oh. Yeah. Like right in the side? Yeah, right where I was sitting in the passenger front seat, because you could sit three in the front, and we were all three in the front. And the car ended up, I've got pictures of What kind of, of car? It. Do you remember? I don't remember what kind of car it was. Do you remember? Do a you station wagon or something? I thought it was Oldsmobile, but I don't. I don't know. It was a big, it was a heavy car. But he plowed into us, and uh, he was laying out in the field, and Shelby was under the steering wheel, and I was, I don't know, I was someplace in the car. So he was going fast. Yeah, he was going fast. He was going fast. And no phones, so I got out of the car to go to the nearest farmer, which is probably like from here to Manza. I was going to walk, maybe halfway to Manza. I was going to walk over there and see if they could get a hold of somebody and let them know what happened. And I couldn't walk because I had a broken hip. And so... Oh, Jesus. And Shelby was out cold under the steering wheel. And her boyfriend was out cold out in the field. By that time, the guy that hit us got out of the car, and he went and got help. And... uh, Who was you with? I wasn't with anybody. (laughs) I was the three of us trying to get home. They were taking me. He's dead now. (laughs) They were taking me over to my girlfriend's house, the Ninos. Remember, we saw the Ninos. They live up in Havasu. Nancy Nino and her husband. Anyway, uh, we ended up in the hospital. He was in the hospital. I don't know. The boyfriend or the guy? Shelby's boyfriend. He was in the hospital. I think uh, a couple days. Shelby was in the hospital a week, and I was in the hospital a month. They had to redo my hair. It wasn't the hip that was broken. It was the socket that the hip was in. You know, the not the ball, but the the, the thing around it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 So the I was pocket. in the hospital a month. So, and you were were you in a cast to kind of keep it? I don't remember. Uh, I don't yeah. remember. I just remember that Damn. I was stuck in that hospital, and it was Wassa, which was about thirty miles from the farm. So people didn't come and see you every day. You know, was that your your worst injury as a kid? Yeah, that was as a child. That was my worst injury. Anyway, how did you? End up out here. Oh, my dad came out and got a job, and he finally got the house that Grandma lived in until she passed away. And Four. oh, so that is the that, house. That is the house, right? Oh. And uh, we lived there. And well, all- hold on. So your grandma, your mom, is still a crane operator at this point. Is what a crane operator? Yeah, she's a crane operator. Not at this point. She was back on the farm helping him on the farm. Oh. And yeah, so he moved up from Chicago. She's like, yeah. okay, pack up, let's yeah, go. Yeah. And did you fly or drive? No, she had a Woody. You know what a Woody is? A station wagon that had wood on the sides, those old Woodies. Oh, with the with the horizontal big yeah, door in the back? Right, yeah. And you sit backwards? Yeah. Yeah. And, and all five of us, the kids and mom, mom all by herself, drove all the way from Wisconsin out. Was it like 1,500 miles? I don't know. You had trouble on the way out. Yeah, when we got to Albuquerque, the lights went out in the woody, and it was dark. And at that time, Mom 
because she used to go, my dad was a truck driver while she was in Chicago working in the crate. He was a truck driver delivering stuff for the war effort and all that. And so she knew a lot about truck drivers. And so she honked and flagged down a truck driver. And he said, never mind. We were in the mountains outside of Albuquerque, New Mexico. He said, I'm going to guide you in. You just follow me. I'll be your headlights. And we just followed him all the way into Albuquerque. And we spent the night under a filling station overhang. And uh, Dad came the next morning and drove us the rest of the way to Wisconsin, uh, to California. So, so you mean like, so your headlights went out? Yeah, the headlights oh. went out. We had no lights. No headlights, no taillights. In New Mexico in what, the 50s at that point? 54. Wow. Well, it wasn't really that terrifying. People weren't that dangerous to be around. You know, there was always, this truck, truck drivers are very that helpful. Or freeways. Yeah, yeah. I came out here, wasn't no freeways. <laughs> well, everybody came on 60. 60 was the main drag out. Yeah. Come out Highway 60, you know, 66, not 60. Uh, we cut off 66 and went up through Vegas somewhere and up, up to... The microphone, dear. Up to uh, Marysville. That's where I put my motorcycle together. But Mom came out here with us five girls, and at night we lived on sweet rolls and bologna sandwiches, <laughs> and at night we never stayed in a motel. We'd park under overhang at a filling station. You know, years ago, they had the overhangs with the pumps, and that's what we'd park under. And we'd spend the night there, and then she'd go on. How long was the drive? Four days? No, I don't remember, because I was too young to pay attention. She was a gutsy lady. I'm not kidding. Yeah. 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 And Dad met us in Albuquerque. He flew into Albuquerque, and then he drove us the rest of the way to California. What was um, the relationship dynamic like between, like, you and Greg Greg Grampasale and... I was very close to my dad, and Shelby was very close to my mom. I see. Yeah. I see. And what about Gloria? Gloria was close to everybody, either one, as far as I know. I mean, and the rest of them. But <clears throat> and Donna and uh, Donna. Linda. Donna. Donna was always a hellraiser, always in trouble. No matter what she did, she was in trouble. And it wasn't because she was always right. She was just in trouble. <laughs> well, she she's Linda's younger than her, right? Or no? Linda is the youngest, the youngest of the girls. Okay, so yeah. she probably just wanted attention. Well, I don't know. It seemed like Gloria, Donna, and Linda were always doing things they weren't supposed to be doing. I remember we'd get a call from my dad at 1 o'clock in the morning, Grandpa and I, Raymond and I, and he'd say, the girls are at a party, and if they're not home in 15 minutes, I'm calling the cops. You need to get over there and get them out of there. And one night we did, and we got Gloria and Linda home, and Donna would not go home, so we brought her here. We had to literally guard the front door to keep her from leaving. She was just... She was so headstrong. Apartment over there on Leffingwell. Leffingwell and Telegraph Road. Right across the street, down just a couple hundred feet, is apartment. She's up there on the second floor. I had to get her out of there. I totally got, listen, she's under age, and you better get out of there right now. Right. I'm waiting until you do. Otherwise, I'm gonna call the cops. And Donna, well, he got her out of there. <laughs> yeah. But Donna wasn't very happy about it. No, well, she, oh, she mad all the time, you know. She was headstrong. She was very defiant. And what about Linda? Linda, she just conformed to whatever they wanted, and if yeah. she did anything, they didn't know about it, you know. Yeah. And Bruce and Jeff, they were dad's boys, and but they didn't. They didn't come until you got to California. In California. So basically, they were it's, born in California. it's six women in a car coming mm-hmm. from Wisconsin right. to to 
to California. Exactly. So then you get to California, you get to your brand new house. Was it on Allegan? Oh my God, we were so excited. A house with two bathrooms, had a bath and a half. Oh, that's right. I forget the one right by the back door. Yep, had a bath and a half and three oh, bedrooms. Man. We had a double up, but we had three bedrooms, you know? Wow. Yeah, it was like all of a sudden we were in a palace. Yeah. yeah. Running water, plumbing, Running electricity. Water, plumbing, the whole thing, telephone. Weird clown pictures. Yeah. <laughs> no, it was it was special. Yeah, it was nice. So you guys think you got it hard now? Jeez. I do anything just to make money. Yeah. It's a different world today. Selling worms, milk balancer, paper out for a year, seventy miles, and trying to run two paper routes morning and evening and go to school too uh, we both worked hard i yeah. babysat and then i like, cleaned houses when i was in high school to make money and like i said you know, they just, had to push me out of school you know parents couldn't afford when you got that many kids it's very hard for them to provide for them you know you got to kind of do a lot on your own and my big thing with the money i made babysitting i'd go buy cans of shrimp canned shrimp i never had shrimp growing up is it wisconsin once, yeah, I never had shrimp growing up in Wisconsin. When I came to California, I got the taste of shrimp, and I would save my money to buy a can of shrimp. That was my, and to this day, I love shrimp. So who, who were your best friends in high school? A girl by the next street, her name was Christina Mueller, and she was a little German girl, and they got out of Germany during the war. They, they oh. yeah, the one that her mother put her and her brother in a wagon and pulled them across Germany into France. Sneaking through at night. The dad had been put into service for the Nazis. They knocked on their door one night and they said, you're going. And he said, no, I'm not. He said, well, you have a choice. You can either join the Nazis or he will shoot you on the spot. So he went. Yeah. And that's what I'm saying. You said she pulled her kids? She pulled in a wagon. Across the country? Across the country into France where she was safe. And then... And then the war came to France, but at least she was safe there, you know. And then she came here to America. And then she came to America, yeah. And And she was, uh, she was not our maid of honor, but she was one of the bridesmaids in our wedding. And we lost track of her. I don't know where she is now. I have no idea. Do you have any other uh, friends? Uh, No, I think she was my only friend. Because I had to go home from school every night and babysit the kids. Mom was working at the retirement home as a nurse or nurse's aide and dad was teaching flying out at the Fullerton airport or messing around or whatever he was doing you know he was one of those guys that liked to BS a lot with everybody and so I had to go right home from school and help with dinner and watch the rest of the kids what about uh, boyfriends boyfriends I had no or boys you liked no no we had a friend boys that liked uh, you Jay Jordan lived on the next street Shelby met him in Whittier High and Ernie met him too and they became good friends he was gay, nice young man, and uh, he'd come over and we'd play pool in the garage and that kind of thing. But yeah, pool but, table? Yeah. I never had a boyfriend until I met your, your grandpa. Did you know of any boys that liked you? I never had time to ask because I was never in school involved in anything. Oh. I had to go right home, you know. I had to babysit and take care of the kids. What, what was your first car? My first car? Or did you just carpool with Shelby? And... That Raymond bought. Oh, the brown one? No, no, a blue one. It was a 50, oh. 51? 51. Uh, Chieftain. Chieftain. Chieftain Pontiac. Two door. You, so, Grappa, you said who was getting married? Your your cousin? Ernie. Shelby's husband. Ernie, okay. So, how, so, Shelby's older than you. 
Two years. Two years. And so then, did, so you met Ernie before Grappa did, right? Because Dan, oh, no. Shelby he, was dating. He met Ernie because he was, they were cousins. They, he oh. met Ernie back in Arkansas. Gotcha. Okay, yeah. so Ernie's like, hey, I'm getting married. Now, at what point did you get the news from Shelby? She's saying, hey, I'm getting married. Oh, I don't remember when, but all I know is that she said, I want you to be my maid of honor. And I said, oh, okay. And I said, who's the best man? And she said, oh, Ernie's cousin's coming out from Arkansas. And How old were you? <laughs> I was, uh, let's see, they, they got married in 55, so I was 14, 15. 14, 15. Yeah. Okay. I was 18. And, no, you were 17, dear. When I came out. Yeah. So on, on this side of the country or whatever, Ernie's like, hey, Ray. I'm getting married. Come be my best man. And at the same time, on the other side, in California, you know, Shelby's like, hey, sister, I'm getting married. Will you, will you be my bridesmaid? Uh, maid, maid of honor. honor. Maid, maid of honor. honor. I'm sorry, not bridesmaid. Yeah. Maid of honor. <clears throat> and so did you know anything about, the, anything about Ernie at all? Ernie? Well, I just knew it. Shelby was dating him, and he drove a Ford. Wasn't it a Ford he had? So he wore the clutch out. <laughs> we used to get in the car and he'd cruise down Greenleaf Avenue in Whittier and he blew the cr- clutch one night. You know, that was, that was a cruising spot. And, yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. So then you went to sleep and you okay. had, do you remember the dream you had about him? Yeah, I, I just had a dream. I don't remember the dream. I just saw him walk in and I saw the, and I knew it was Ernie's cousin. I'd never seen a picture of him. No, I mean, the dream itself, do you remember what was what was going on in the dream? No, just said he appeared, and he was Ernie's cousin, and I just recognized him, and I thought he was good-looking, and he looked like a, a tough James Dean. He had the <laughs> white T-shirt on with the sleeves rolled up and the cigarette, cigarette tag. Oh, yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, that was my... My Raymond, <laughs> and when he walked into church, I recognized him from the dream, and I said, "That's the guy." So you, I'm so marry. you walk into church, and then I was way up at the altar. With were you, you were all dressed up? No, we were just. It was a rehearsal. Oh, it was a, it was rehearsal. a rehearsal. I see. Yeah, he walked in. Okay, yeah. and then he walked in. You're like, bam! That's yeah, it. That's what I told Shelby. Yeah.